are now listening to The Fighter Hayabusa Show. Welcome, everyone. I am Mascara de Fuego. Uh, pretty decent week this week. Uh, it was pretty funny today. I wore my uh, my Zack Sabre Jr. with the font that just says Zack Sabre on it. It was wa- funny watching people kind of trying to figure out what the fuck my shirt said. Uh, it's probably the, the most coolest wrestling shirt I think I have that's kind of like, you know, doesn't stick out and say, hey, I'm a wrestling fan, or doesn't say anything stupid on the back. But, yeah, it's pretty funny. Um, other than that, yeah, it's been a pretty chill week. Um, coming down from the G1, it's, a uh, it's been weird, it's been, <laughs> it's been weird because I keep wanting to put on New Japan to watch more G1, which I might go back and watch some of the matches, but, you know, just not having that schedule of like, oh shit, I gotta catch up on, on the matches before they get spoiled and that sort of thing, but, uh, you know, you go from one thing like the G1 now to like Summer Sam weekend, so, Anyhow, let's uh, let's get right into it. Um, in sad news, Jim the Anvil Neidhart passed away on Monday after a fall in his home. It's shocking and terrible news, man. It's uh, damn. You know, just I don't know, man. Um, just some career highlights for for Neidhart. Um, he was trained obviously by Stu Hart in the late seventies and would start um, working in Stampede until. Um, Stampede was sold to the WWF for a time being. Um, but it wasn't long after he was paired with uh, Bret Hart, and they were dubbed the Hart Foundation. And this is this is when I became familiar with them, and um, they were still wearing blue tights, and uh, not the classic pink just yet, but, you know, just a, one of those solid tag teams of the 80s. Like, you know, the, you know 80s for me has always been like, about the Midnight Express, but then it's been like the Bulldogs and the Hart Foundation, you know, and then the Legion of Doom and that sort of thing. So it's just, you know, a, a solid, you know, when tag teams are just solid, just different from each other and just solid. Um, yeah, anyhow, the uh, the Hart Foundation would go on to defeat the British Bulldogs for the WWF Tag Team titles in 1987. I, I mean, I should say they defeated the Bulldog because by that point, uh, the Dynamite Kid was just, in, in terrible health. Um, the Hart Foundation would continue as a team until 1991 until Brett became a single star. Neidhart would later be teamed with Owen. Uh, I think they were called High Energy, if I remember right, um, before before Neidhart ended up leaving. He, this didn't last very long at all. Um, he would return later, like in uh, 1994, when he aligned, aligned himself with Owen, um, when he feuded with uh, with his brother Brett, by '97, um, all the Hearts were reunited in a pro Canadian Heart Foundation faction that included uh, Brett, Owen, Nightheart, Pillman, and the Bulldog. Uh, Nightheart would later go on to work for WCW for a short period of time. Most more recently, uh, he was seen on Total Divas with his dad with his daughter Natalia. Uh, you know, we here at Art Hurts just send our condolences to the family and friends of the Anvil. You know, just rest in peace, man. Also in the news, uh, Colt Cabana is suing CM Punk over legal fees during the Chris Amon trial. Um, Colt claims that he he has emails indicating that Punk would pay for his legal fees during the trial. 
later Punk would retract that statement in another email uh, after the fact. And Total Cabana is asking for like $1 million, $1 million, um, over a million dollars. You know, it's a shame that this trial cost these, these two guys their friendship. If, you know, the WWE was hoping this would cause a rift between the two, it certainly has done that. Um, just sad and just such a fucking bummer. You know, it just goes to show that money just will destroy any relationship no matter what. Um, and lastly in the news, um, it has been made official that Kenny Omega will take on Pentagon Jr. at the All In show on September 1st. I could easily see this match headlining that show. Now, let's uh, move on to this week's shows. Uh, in New Japan news, Hiroshi Tanahashi defeated Kota Bushi early Sunday morning to become the three-time G1 Climax winner. A uh, really good match, and my match of the week. Um, I really didn't think they'd go with Tanahashi again, though. Um, the Wrestle King main event, the Wrestle Kingdom main event, um, did get more interesting with this win. Because I, I didn't see this win coming, so I'm not sure that I see Omega holding on to the title all the way to January 4th with now Tana being in the match, but only time will tell. Um, in the coming weeks, I'll put together my top five matches uh, from the G1 tournament. I'm pretty sure that Omega and Ishii will be at the top of that list. Let's move on to Raw. I thought right off the bat, and not the bat that was in the arena. Ronda Rousey did a great job conveying the hard news in regard to talking about the passing of Jim Danville Nightheart. This wasn't an easy task for a lot of reasons, one of which she lost her own father at a very young age, um, but I thought she handled it well. Also, um, a solid return by Dean Ambrose in the main event slot of the night. Um, is it just me, or does Ambrose look like he'd be a super heel with this look? Um, you know, shaved head and big beard, and he looks like he's, he's added some mass, too. Um, I really hope they do right by him this time around. We sh- we'll see. Um, I also wanted to commend uh, Renee Young for a solid job on commentary. It changed the vibe of the commentary, but, like, in a good way. You know, they weren't, like, shitting on each other and and just, you know... I don't know. Usually when it's coach or booker, it just it's just a weird vibe. But I thought it kept it, you know, fairly professional between the three with her on commentary. And, you know, look, it's a good tryout for the uh, WWE Evolution show for her. On a SmackDown, uh, the video packages for The Miz and Brian were great on SmackDown. They went over the history together from their early, the early NXT all the way to the promo on Talking Smack, to Brian's return um, to the ring. This was a stellar work um, in building this match. This is my semi-main event for that show for sure. I just wish they would have shown these videos sooner, you know, kind of maybe like split them up a little bit, um, you know, maybe done one a week or something, and then like this week just showed all, all of them together like they did. But regardless, it was just a really good job of, of building up this uh this feud and this match. Also, I thought the New Day Insanity had a pretty good TV match. And um, although I am looking forward to the AJ Joe match, I don't give a shit about this family angle they're doing. Just get to the match already. I just want to see you guys fucking wrestle. I don't want to, you know, talk about 
disgruntled family members and bullshit like that. On to, on to um, NXT. Uh, the show started uh, with the footage being released from last week after the show that had aired where Aleister Black had been laid out in the parking lot. Um, you know, this was wise since I'm sure a lot of people didn't get to see that. Um, I do like how they showed a few key people um, to play up the whodunit angle um, that they're building to with when Black returns. My guess is that it's probably none of these guys who they showed. And we'll probably either get, like, you know, somebody who hasn't debuted yet or, um, you know, somebody who wasn't part of it. You know, even Keith Lee, you know, who wasn't really shown in this in this video. I thought the Street Profits and the Mighty had a decent match with the Profits picking up the victory when Montez uh, Ford uh, was holding the tights um, during a roll-up, uh, turning the tides on the Mighty, who were trying to do the same thing to him. Uh, Kari Sane looked impressive against Aaliyah uh, while Shayna Baszler looked on. I really dug this vicious side of Sane here, um, kind of building up to their, their NXT rematch. Um, I haven't been all that excited by the Velveteen Dream EC3 build, um, but I thought tonight was decent. Uh, the crowd wanted to cheer for Dream no matter what. Um, what else happened on that show? Oh, it was announced um, that for next week, Pete Dunne will defend the UK title against Zach Gibson. I assume this gets filmed before TakeOver, so the crowd should be amazing for this. In the main event, we saw Tyler Bate take on Roderick Strong with uh, um, Tyler Bate winning with the Tyler Driver 97. Really good match that picked up towards the end. Uh, a good teaser for Saturday night for sure. All right, on to SummerSlam weekend, starting off with NXT TakeOver Brooklyn. Uh, Velveteen Dream takes on EC3. Like I just mentioned, I've been underwhelmed with this feud, and honestly, with EC3 since, his, since he debuted with NXT, I'm hoping this match... Um, I hope they go with Dream in this match. Um, I think it's time to give him a decent victory. And I think this will be a good match, but it'll probably be a good match because of Velveteen Dream. Uh, Undisputed Era puts the tag team titles on the line against Mustache Mountain. These two teams really work well together, and I expect this match to steal the show. It might be, you know, there's three matches that can steal the show, and this is definitely a, a high contender for it. Uh, the North American champion, uh, Adam Cole, takes on Ricochet. There's no reason that this match isn't dope, honestly. Wouldn't be surprised if this match was the match of the night. It could either be this one, the main event, or the one I just talked about, the tag team match. Um, I'm hoping that for a title change here, I really want to see Ricochet with some sort of NXT championship sooner than later. And I think this might be time to pull the trigger. Uh, Shayna Baszler takes on Kari Sane who won the Mae Young Classic last year for the NXT title. This one's a tough one for me. I really like both ladies, and I think I'm pulling a little more towards Shayna winning to retain or to retain the title. Um, but after losing to Shayna several times, I don't, want to, uh, I don't want this to tarnish Kari and make her look weak like Amber or Moon looked after losing the title or losing the, those matches against Asuka for the title. Um, regardless, I'm hoping that both um, really stand out in this match. 
And in the main event, Tommaso Ciampa puts the NXT title on the line against Johnny Gargano in a last-man-standing match. I'm bummed that uh, Aleister Black won't be in this match. I can... I can only assume that he gets the rematch either on TV or possibly at the next TakeOver in November. I'm hoping that after this match, they separate these two for a good while um, before coming back to it. I I am hoping for Ciampa to to retain the title here. And moving on to the marathon show that is Sunday night. SummerSlam is a long show, and geez, it's, I mean, there's a lot of matches on this show, so let's just get right to it. Finn Balor takes on Baron Corbin. Ooh, I don't know, man. I've I've been pretty underwhelmed with this feud. I think the only thing that saves this for me is seeing the demon, if the demon returns after he's been gone for so long. But chances are that they wouldn't bother, and maybe that's a good thing. I, I just want these two guys separated. Maybe even more than the, the two main event guys getting separated that we'll get to. But... Please give Finn Balor a better program than this. The Miz and Daniel Bryan. I'm really looking forward to this match, and maybe I'm expecting too much from this match. I like feuds that have been built up, and this one has has to be the longest building feud in some time. I don't think anyone expected to see Bryan back, so the fact that he got cleared and all those months of Brian being GM of SmackDown finally paid off with this match. As much as I wanted them to put a rocket on Brian's back when he got cleared, I'm hopeful that this is the start of it after this. In a match where the Money in the Bank briefcase is on the line, Braun Strowman takes on Kevin Owens. I don't see this match doing any favors for Owens. Just like this feud. I feel like this is just another Braun Braun Strowman squash. I would love to see Owens take the briefcase, but unless Braun has been taking like Snapchat booty shots of Stephanie, I don't think they're pulling this off. Um, He's not going to lose this thing. (laughs) I do expect to see a cash-in at SummerSlam or Raw, but more on that later. Cedric Alexander puts the Cruiserweight title on the line against Drew Gulak. I'm really glad the Cruiserweights are back on a pay-per-view, and I hope that they put on a a decent show. I'd like to see Gulak come out with the title, but I think they're holding off and um, keeping Alexander strong for now. SmackDown Tag Team Champions, the Bludgeon Brothers, take on the New Day. Um... And, you know, another match I expect to be solid. Um, I think these guys work well together. Um, And, you know, this might steal the show on Sunday, honestly. Um, But I do see the Bludgeon Brothers retaining the titles. U.S. champion Shinsuke Nakamura versus Jeff Hardy. I really hope these guys try to steal the show. Um, And this one, though I feel like It could go short with Randy Orton attacking. Regardless, Nakamura retains the title in some form or fashion involving Randy Orton. Intercontinental champion Dolph Ziggler takes on Seth Rollins. I'm glad these guys get a rematch after the Iron Man match debacle and the clock and the crowd hijacking things. 
The issue for me is I'm just not into this feud at all. Um, the damage has been done for me in regard to Dolph Ziggler, and I just can't get invested anymore. The, the only thing that even just kind of made me intrigued on how this goes down is the addition of Dean Ambrose to Seth Rollins' corner that night. For the Women's SmackDown Championship, in a triple threat, Carmella takes on Becky Lynch and Charlotte. Um, adding Charlotte to this match really raised the chances of this match being really good. I think um, we'll be seeing them pair up, you know, with the odd woman kind of taking a break on the outsiders, you know, shit like that. Um, I'd like to see Betty, uh, Becky get this one. Um, going into Evolution with her as champion would be a good move, I think. Um, I'm really pulling for for Becky in this one. Um, and Ronda Rousey's biggest WWE match to date. She takes on Alexa Bliss for the Raw Women's title. It might be too soon to put the title on Ron at this point. I just don't know how you get out of this match. I mean, you could go with Natalia, you know, with an Natalia heel turn, but that seems too early, and especially now after the tragedy of her father. Um, I do think that turn should come after Ronda wins the title, which they could do in book with Natty being jealous of her. I mean, I would put the I would put the title on Ronda. I just don't think they're going to do it right now, but. You know, it depends on how they want to stack the Evolution show. Um, Universal Champion Brock Lesnar takes on Roman Reigns again. I don't want anything to do with this match. We've seen it so many times this year, and it's always the same outcome over and over. The only outcome that might light this back up is having Strowman cash in during the match after the match, or even Raw the night after. I'm super over it and disinterested, and that's not good. I'm It's just so cold on both these guys right now. I just don't give a shit. Um, but in the real main event of SummerSlam, at least to me, AJ Styles puts on the WWE title on the line against Samoa Joe. This match right here, man, uh, please let this be be not only the main event, but please let this be the match that steals steals the night, steals the weekend. Like, I just want this to just have that magic that these two guys have had in the past. Uh, I want this so much. Um, <laughs> I just want... I, I, I really enjoy these two, and I really enjoy these two together, and I think they've done... a. a, a a really good job of kind of reinventing themselves and kind of just honing their skills in, in the WWE. You know, both of these guys before getting here just were not good promos. Joe was a yeller, and I don't know, I think AJ was still trying to find his voice, and I think I think since coming to the Fed, I think they've done a really solid job of kind of finding their voices. Uh, the ring stuff is there. It's always been there. Um, so I'm hoping... For, for amazing things out of this match and all the matches after this. Um, it's time to put a major title on Samoa Joe, and doing that as the main event of SummerSlam would accomplish so much. So that's what I'm hoping for, and crossing my fingers and cutting heads off chickens and sacrificing, you know, jelly beans. I don't know. <laughs> Overall, I think we'll get several good matches out of this weekend. 
But after the G1, they have a lot to live up to, so we shall see. <sighs> Anyhow, that does it for the SummerSlam weekend preview. I'll be back next week to review the show's highlights. As always, I am Mascara de Fuego. Thank you for listening. <laughs>